Wednesday the 5th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Producer Dan McHugh here and I'm joined by Shane Lee. How are you, Dan? Good, good. I heard you've, uh, you're bringing a new voice into Afternoon Sport. Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, potentially. I was, I was waiting to pick up Thomas from rugby training um, yesterday and I thought I had about a spare half an hour. So I popped into the local bowling club and I met this barman called Matt who... When I looked at him, he's, he had a big bandage across his nose, and I said to him, have you had some skin cancers cut out? And he said in the deepest voice, I have. I said, mate, did your balls drop when you were four? <laughs> he said, funny enough, they, my nickname's Eight Balls. I've got large testicles. And he goes, I have done a little bit of voiceover work as well. So apparently he's done a few ads for uh, sports betting companies. But, uh, yes, very, very deep voice, Matt, for the bone club. I'm too scooters as you. I said... I'm not quite sure you had skin cancer cut out. Did you lie back and your, your testicles hit you in the face and broke your nose, I reckon? <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, there you go. Matt, That's eight my ball, the voiceover guy. Uh, today on the show, we'll be discussing golf, world game, AFL, NRL, rugby, and more about Matt in a bit. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. It's good to see the LIV and PGA players getting along, Shane, at the US Masters. According to reports, Cameron Smith was warmly welcomed and is hoping to get his game back into form. Yeah, um, I think he was probably more surprised than anyone that uh, when he showed up, he was... um Went to the driving range and uh, saw all his former PGA Tour peers, and he was greeted with handshakes and, and cuddles. And um, he said it was a he really needed that personally, I think. And um, he's now really looking forward to the tournament itself. I think he went there with quite a bit of apprehension. He appears to me the type of guy that uh, likes to get away from the limelight, goes fishing all the time, and. Um, yeah, so I think he'd feel a lot more comfortable with that greeting. Yeah, with the media talking about things like, you know, getting all 18 LIV players to surround the green at the end, you know, this would create a lot of tension, I reckon. Yeah, it would. It puts a lot of pressure on them, but uh, they, they'd all know that, um, and, and they wouldn't be blaming Cameron Smith. Anyone that was offered $140 yeah. million sign-on yeah. uh, and a piece of the Australian LIV, um, you'd be crazy not to take it. That's generational wealth. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, he tees off on Thursday morning, so we'll see how he yep. goes. I think that's that's around just before 11 a.m., and he is uh, teeing off with uh, 2021 Masters winner Haideki Matsuyama yep. and also South Korea's Im Song-jae. Well done. Well done, Dan. Having, <laughs> having a look at the world game, the Matildas have unveiled their new uniforms for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup, and apparently Nike have custom-designed these uniforms for women's movement and moon times. So please don't take this the wrong way, any female listeners listening in, but I find this very, very difficult to talk about. <laughs> uh, we're talking about period conscious um, garments. So uh, the, the Aussie girls apparently have teamed up with Nike. Um, they've doubled layered material. I'm just going to try and get through this as fast as I can. Um, and to the point where the Australian co-hosts, the New Zealanders, have changed their white shorts to teal. So there you go, Dan. Moving on. Yeah. Well, no. Hold on. I'm just really surprised <laughs> that it's it's taken so long for uh, women's clothing or their sports clothing to get this far. I actually don't believe that this is a new thing. Anyway, and I also mm. don't think teal will stop any colour of red coming through. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> yes. 
But I've got two teenage daughters. I've been through this. This is a horrible discussion. <laughs> For some reason, sports fans love a good coach sacking. Uh, it seems to be in the news mm. nonstop in conversation. And the English Premier League have set a new record for manager sackings this season. They have. 12 coaches have been sacked in the appeal this year, which breaks the ten, the highest of 10. Um, go through it. You've got Bournemouth sacked their coach, uh, Scott Palmer. Thomas Tuchel from um, Chelsea sacked. Brennan Lager from Wolfhampton. Aston Villa sacked their coach. Southampton again. Everton, Leeds, um, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Leicester and Chelsea um, have sacked two um, managers this year. It's just, why would you be a, a coach <laughs> or a manager? It's just impossible. You're very short-lived. And, well, and also, at the rate they're going, we've still got a month or so left of EPL, so yeah. they could potentially continue to beat that record. Mate, it's just, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. And I think it, it goes with a lot of ego. There's a lot of money that goes in these clubs, and the owners expect a lot. Yeah. But, gee, I'll tell you what, it's just, um, it's, it's hard to be... Sacked halfway through a season. He must be really pissing someone off. Um, speaking of pissing people off, Eddie Jones has named yes. his first Wallaby squad. Uh, how do you yes. reckon they'll go with Eddie Jones steering the ship? I think Eddie Jones is good. He, he, he has always um, his players sort of treading on eggshells around mm. him. They never know. He, he's got a funny sort of style of, of management where he sort of half jokes, but he's not. So you never know whether he's being serious. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of those weird bloody science teachers he used to have. Um, but I think some of the young players he's picked... Very specific, in, in, Shane. Yeah, well, uh, quick shout out to Mr. Grogan out there. Mr. But, uh, Grogan? Yeah. He was, he was a fucking weird. Is Grogan a colloquial term for a tiny turd? No, it wasn't. No, that was actually the science teacher. <laughs> but I tell you what, so anyway, back to the Wallabies. So... Um, I think that these young uh, uncapped players he's picked, Max Jorgensen um, is a superstar for the Waratahs. Carter Gordon comes in, Blake Shoup, um, Jack Fluke, um, Brad Wilkin, and Ryan um, Lonigan. So he comes into the team. I'll say again, it's Ryan Lonigan. Um, yeah, it comes to the side. And I think, uh, think there's some real um, pace, talent, and, and grit there. So I think that's a good start from Eddie. Did you see the papers are comparing uh, Jordan Petaia, uh who was named in Eddie's Wallaby squad mm. to Joseph Suali? Yep, um, they did. So Jordan came in, uh, played for the Wallabies in the 2019 World Cup at 19. Yep. He's only appeared 25 times since, um, and he's pretty much been robbed uh, due to injury. Um, and I suppose that's really taken away from a lot, lot of his confidence and consistency as well. So, um, but yeah, very very similar looking, tall, athletic, strong, pace, can move. Laterally, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a big compliment for both of those guys to be compared to each other. Yeah, I reckon. But uh, and I know it's an obvious thing to say, but it's a real shame to see blokes like Jordan having to deal with injury issues because it's like seeing Superman, you know, with kryptonite. It's it sucks. Yeah, it's it, mate. That's it, Dan. Dan what a great analogy. It's really really hard, and you see some some players are just lucky they get through their career with minimal injuries. And some just seem to be, they, they can be walking down and, and, and tread on a bloody side of a pave and do their ankle, you yeah. know, so it's just some people are destined in different ways. All right, stay with us because we're going to have a quick break and we'll talk AFL and NRL after this. After this. 
The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Looking at the AFL, Shane, North Melbourne and Carlton have both lost at the Tribunal with Griffin Logue and Blake Akers to miss the Good Friday clash. Oh, this is a big, big miss. And of course they challenged it. Um, One of the great... Games you can play in the AFL is the is the Friday Good Friday Challenge and um, and they will be really upset to yeah. miss that. It's, it's be a huge crowd there and it's, it's always a great atmosphere. Um, but and I really do feel for Griffin Logue who um, that hit he put on the Hawthorne player. He went in with absolute speed and he actually tried to pull out. The thing is when when, when you um, have a collision, it's just it's nature to turn your body to protect yourself. Yep. And he done that. And he ended up hitting him in the head with a shoulder. They called a shoulder charge in the NRL, and they called a bump in AFL, and and that cost him. But I don't think he could have done anything more to to slow down or stop. Or he was just committed. He was going so fast. Look, I think so it's, it's a bit over the top. I can't even play soccer without um, shoulder charging mm. everyone. Uh, also, Simon Goodwin <laughs> declared the bump. Can we just go back to that, Dan? <laughs> How many times have you been sent off in soccer? I reckon a few. <laughs> just guessing. Uh, every game. Um, yeah, it's right. So, <laughs> Simon, Coach Simon Goodwin uh, for the D's declared the bumper dead a few weeks back and he's uh, there's obviously a crackdown on it, but I think it's, you know, like it's impossible not to do it. I, I think it's going to make it, it really hard to play the game. Well, it, it just gets to the point where you can't even touch someone and get in contact. Like you, I mean. you have to be, yeah. in sport, you have to be committed. You know, like, and same in soccer, right? If you're going for a tackle, if you go in half-assed and you try and tackle someone, then you, you're the one who gets the, the, the busted knee or the sore leg yeah. out of it. You have to go in fully committed and you have to do that in sport. And um, unfortunately, with that comes, occasionally people get knocked. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a contact sport. Mm. Um, yep. Anyway, a- apparently um, new technology is being installed at Marvel Stadium. This is very exciting to get rid of lines. Yeah. You'll be mm. able to just grab a pie and leave. It is. It's Amazon's technology. Uh, it allow footy fans to just walk in and walk out with food and drink. And they're using like AI technology, artificial intelligence, and with um, computer vision and deep learning techniques to actually work out what you got. The only fault in this, Dan, it doesn't work for alcohol. Yeah, I was going to say that. Human, you have to have human interaction there to make sure you're of age uh, to consume the alcohol. So... I've never seen the fucking soft drink line that long at the footy. <laughs> I really feel like this is pulling the wool over people's eyes a little bit so they can just yeah. test out the technology on people. Sure. And people know, yeah. oh, I won't have to line up at the footy. So it's a very uh, convenient place for them mm. to test out biometrics yep. and that sort of still stuff. Steal their data. Steal their, yeah. <laughs> their, um, their yeah. identities. Um, yep. AFL boss Gillen McLaughlin has confirmed the organisation receives a cut of gambling turnover after concerns have been raised about the reliance of the sport on gambling revenue. Well, there's no doubt that there is a reliance on um, the sports bookmakers in this country, not only in this country, but they even think about potentially banning sponsorship now in the EPL, which is huge. Um, so most of the, the sports betting companies are all uh, registered in the Northern Territory for tax reasons. Turnover in this country alone, just in Australia, is $50 billion. 
and the sports betting market's worth $8.2 billion of that. And it's huge. So what, what McLaughlin's saying here is that they're taking the sponsorship dollars um, as you know, the, brought to you by so-and-so, and, but they're also on the back end getting a percentage of volume turnover on their sport. So they'd be getting a big, big clip as well. And um, yeah, it's a huge reliance and it's happening both in the NRL as well. So, so uh, I'm not going to use any facts here. I'm just going to use hearsay. Mm. But uh, my understanding is that the whole world of sport relies on gambling, whether it's above board or below board. If you look at the EPL and the amount of money they get from illegal Chinese gambling, it's billions mm. and billions of dollars. So, you know, good luck at cracking down on that one. Um, there seems to be a lot of pressure on the NRL to face up to their relationship with gambling as well. Yeah, Shane. Huge, mate. And uh, so what they're talking about here is the NRL, um, I think nine teams in during uh, this season are all sponsored by sports betting companies. Um, and it's just increasing. So it's more than half of, of the competition. It is huge. It's easy money at the moment. The thing is, on the other side, on the on the, sp- the sports betting companies, they are so heavily taxed. Yeah, um, it's not not like a normal company where if you make a hundred dollars, um, you, you pay your tax on that. Well, if they lose, everyone wins betting on the weekend, um, but they turn over twenty million dollars. They're taxed on the twenty million, even though they lost money. Yeah, it's 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 pretty tough for them. But you know, they're doing okay. A group that are not okay are West Balmain's Tigers. They're not just embarrassing on the field. They look silly off it now with their Anzac Day jerseys that have American soldiers printed on them. Wouldn't you just love, on a, on a Monday morning, you've had a shit weekend and you go, I'm going to go to work at the West Tigers and you walk in there and I go, who put the fucking American soldier on our jersey? For, fucking, for fuck's sake, Anzac Day. Who's the idiot? You see some bloke sheepishly walk to the bathroom. Fuck. <laughs> What's going on there? Tigers, you're embarrassing. Did you see their response? They said they've been through the Holsworthy Army barracks and got that endorsed. So bloody what? Anzac Day's about remembering how horrible the world wars were. It's a commemoration Mm. of the anniversary of the landing of Australia and New Zealand troops at Gallipoli on the 25th of April in 1915. And we're to remember how messed up we sent our kids in to get mm. murdered it was horrible those poor blokes and putting american soldiers on your jersey is just like you may as well put chuck norris on your jersey yeah it, it, it's it's not great and 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 it was interesting because and people are seriously passionate about this for obvious reasons i've lost loved ones right and um but someone's looked at the weaponry that they use and they said that's not australian soldier that's american soldier and that's how they, they were and and their weak response yeah we, we consulted holsworthy so you blame them yeah. now no some idiot marketing's done this and they've had a shocker uh, Roosters star Joey Manu has been named to replace James Tedesco at fullback, and the papers are calling him Teddy 2.0. He's <laughs> easy, a good player, Manu. He can be, he's, he's potentially one of the best players in the competition, if not the best, um, when he's fully fit. Uh, that means Sawali um, will go to in, back to stay in the centres. Um, interesting that um, the Dolphins have named uh, Cody Nikorama um, to play the halves after Anthony Milford. I think he injured his hamstring uh, last weekend. And and the Raiders um, have uh, just, well, they're struggling, we know that, under Ricky Stewart. Um, they're having a tough season. They've recalled veteran Jared Croker, who will be playing his 292nd game and fast approaching the, the very, very rare 300 NRL games, which is huge. Will he get an on-field Zimmer frame, Shane? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. What, what position do you play with a Zimmer frame? You have to play... Play hooker, wouldn't you? Remember how Mal Meninga used to come on with his broken arm cast? Broken arm, yeah. Surely they could design a Zimmer frame for some of the older players. 
Well, I reckon a lot of these blokes, unfortunately, have getting concussion and dementia at their old ages because they've been knocked to the head by Nelvinigas bloody plaster cast on his arm there. Anyway, that's only allegedly. <laughs> All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Well done, Dan, and uh, take it easy on the soccer field, mate, next time. Take care, guys. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way that concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.